Welcome to the Elevate Your Life podcast with Evelyn Kelly. I'm your host, Evie, life and confidence coach, and I'm here to support you to create unstoppable self-belief and confidence, own your self-worth, and to elevate all areas of your life. Join me for soulful yet straight-talking chats with epic humans, juicy DNMs with me, and loads of inspiration so that you can be the best version of yourself and live a life you truly love and deserve. Are you with me? Here we go. Hello and welcome back to the Elevate Your Life podcast. I'm your host, Evie, and today is a really special episode to celebrate the 50th podcast episode and just over a year of podcasting. And I thought it would be super fun to bring on one of my gorgeous friends and fellow coach, Kylie Holmes, to interview me for the podcast. So I have no idea what we're talking about today, but I <laughs> but I feel like it's going to be juicy and it's going to be good. And so I'm going to hand over to the gorgeous Kylie to, to t- lead the way. Take over, Kylie. Hi, hi. So firstly, 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 I just want to take a moment to just celebrate the shit out of you for 50 episodes. Like how freaking cool is that? Like, Thank just, you. Yeah, you should be super proud of yourself for everything that you've created here. And I know that I'm probably speaking on behalf of your audience here that everyone has just gained so much from you already. And yeah, you should just be, I hope you're celebrating yourself for this beautiful milestone. So take a moment to just celebrate the beautiful Evie with me. Um, Thank you. Thank you. That's so gorgeous. You're so welcome. Okay. So in true Evie fashion, we're going to start off with your fave quote. So tell us what your favorite quote is at the moment and why. Amazing. So it's been the Marianne Williamson quote for so, so long. And I think I shared this on a podcast interview. I think it was when Brooke interviewed me for the podcast. It must be, you know, half a year or so ago. Um, and that is our deepest fear is not that we are inadequate. Our deepest fear is that we are powerful beyond measure. It's our light, not our darkness that most frightens us. And that one's definitely held strong for me for many, many years. But I think more recently, I wanted to share a new one today. And I think more recently, what's really what's really landing and, and resonating with me at the moment is the universe is forever conspiring in my favor. <clears throat> yeah, The universe is forever conspiring in my favor. And I think, yeah, I don't know what, it just keeps coming back to me, that one. And I think it's perhaps the season of life that I'm in or what I've been personally navigating in the last little while this year. Um, but yeah, that, that's my quote for today. Oh, I love that quote so much. And obviously I shared with you as well um, that that first quote was also, is also one of my personal favorites. And so is, so is the one that you just shared because it's such, oh, it's so juicy. There's so much nourishment in that and such a beautiful reminder to come back to every yeah. single time, right? Yes, I was yeah. just remembering that as I was sharing that out loud. I was yeah. like, oh my goodness, this was your quote as well. <laughs> so good eh? just one of those things that just like connects us yeah (laughs) okay so tell us tell us tell us tell us I know obviously your audience knows you but I want you to go a layer deeper here and tell us who you are tell us who Evelyn Kelly is outside of the labels outside of 
all of these um, different things we put onto ourselves. So dog, mum, partner, sister, daughter, all of those sorts of things. Outside of that, who are you? Who are you really? What a good question. I should have known you're going to ask me some really big ones. (laughs) (laughs) Obviously. I love it. Um, Who am I? I have the biggest heart and I am deeply, deeply emotional and sensitive and empathic. And I just, I just really want to make the world a better place. I know that sounds really cliche, but um, helping people and changing people's lives is, is my thing. And it always has been and always will be. Mm. And yeah, I'm a big feeler. I'm a big, I'm a people person. I love deep, rich connections with people. I love talking about the real stuff. Mm. I hate talking about surface level stuff. And especially like even more so since since my dad passing as well. I think that kind of puts things in perspective again. Um, who am I? I'm creative. I, yeah, driving force is definitely helping people. I used to be, <laughs> and getting over my good girl conditioning, um, but yeah, I've got a really pl- fun, playful side as well. I'm pretty, I could be really loud as well. I mm-hmm. think I have, I think I come across as like this, the, the good girl and, and, um, sort of the, the pretty feminine kind of look or vibe, but actually I'm a bit of a tomboy and love getting my hands dirty. Um, I got a skateboard for my 30th birthday, which is like so fun and I'm still yet to actually get really good at it, but we're, we're, we're prioritizing that soon. Um, yeah. What else? So competitive, super, super competitive. Don't play Monopoly with me. Um, I, yeah, loved sport, loved anything to do with like outdoors, gardening, getting my hands dirty. I was quote unquote, the boy of my family, um, growing up with, with two other uh, sisters. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. What else shall I say? I feel like the list could go on. Is, is that, how's that going? <laughs> Do you want to know more? <laughs> I love it. I love it. And I mean, I'm here for it all. So if you want to keep going, we're like, we're good. But no, that was such a delicious answer. And I, I love that question so much because I feel like we tend to, like you said, you hate superficial or surface level conversations. Yeah. And when we ask that question, often we get a superficial answer. And so that's why I love that you just went a layer deeper and just told us who you really uh, and yeah. also let's start a skate gang because <laughs> <laughs> yes. I got a longboard last year and I'm still learning and we need we need this squad. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. <laughs> it would be so it's, much fun. Yes, please. Oh my goodness, I am terrible. I am yeah, need lessons properly. But anyway, um it was one of those things that I always wanted to do growing up, like the whole like surfer chick kind of thing, except long story, I'll cut this super short, but I have a problem with one of my ears that I was born with. Anyway, so I'm not great, not great um, surfing because I can't like get under the waves and yeah, not, not ideal for me. Anyway, skateboarding was like the cool thing. And I was like the nose piercing, the toe ring, um, tattoo, like <laughs> some vibes. That was kind of like my... Oh, yeah, my thing that I just yeah was always like craving when I was younger and wanted to do, but never actually did it. And then when you get older, you're just like, oh, I don't want to start anything 
something like that kind of thing from scratch again because I'm going to be terrible at it and how do I learn it and you've got generally speaking we get a little bit more fear around some of those new things right and I was like no I need to do something that's just fun that's a hobby Mm -hmm. that's going to teach me something else that's there's like some nervousness and fear around it like falling off and all that jazz and just like getting back to like those playful fun things and if I always wanted to do it when I was like younger why like why can't I do it now even though I'm 30 almost 31 like why not so yes let's do a skating gang I think it's so important especially when you do something that you love because it Mm. can be so easily like you can so easily consume yourself with your work because you're doing something that you love and so it's so 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 important to just step outside of that be like okay what can I just do for fun yeah with no intention it's just yeah oh Yum. Okay, this is a wee question from your audience. Okay. Mm. So how did you get to where you are now? And what values did you establish along the way? Mm. That's also a really big question. Yep. How did I get to where I am now? I'm assuming because we can go in lots of different ways here with that one. I'm assuming that's around like what I do now, my work, sort of my personal development journey type of thing. Yep. Um, so yeah, I feel like I, I've shared quite a bit of this along the way in, in various podcasts and posts and things online, but I, yeah, I started living life ticking boxes and doing what I should do and being the good girl and following society's norms and conditionings like so many of us tend to fall into until I was about 23, I think it was, 22, 23, and life kind of started crumbling down around me, I like to say, or, or it was sort of like my mo- my moment of rock bottom. And I realized that, yeah, it looked really good on paper from the outside. And I was so good at putting a smile on my face and mm. no one would have thought that there was anything up mm. apart from maybe my mom. <laughs> um, and yeah, I realized that I I was living my life people-pleasing all of the time and could never choose myself and lost myself in people-pleasing and, you know, doing all the shoulds and the shouldn'ts and listening to my inner critic. I thought I was a negative person and that was just me. And um, yeah, it was, it was challenging. And then I realized that I had a lot of healing to do mm. um, around, mainly around my childhood, as, as we so often need to do. And so I made some really toxic friendships and all sorts of things along the way. But at that point, I really, yeah, I realized that I wasn't really in a good place. And actually at that moment, my mum said, hey, why don't you go have some therapy work? Like, why don't you go to a session and just see how you go? And I was like, no, 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 I'll be fine. I don't need that. Like, it's sweet. And then I think I was just crying and crying and crying in my bedroom one day. And then she came in again. She's like, why don't I pay for you'd have a couple of sessions, go along and see you've got nothing to lose kind of thing. And I was like, oh, well, if she's paying, I'll go. And mum's told me to go, so I'll go. (laughs) So I I did some Googling. I found this place. I found this therapist. It was a psychotherapist. um, And I read all these profiles online. And I was like, I think that's the lady. And I had no idea why I chose her, but I I guess that was my intuition, what I would call it now. But back then I didn't really know that. And um, I contacted her and she had a wait list. She was busy as, and so I was like, oh, that's fine. I'll I'll wait. And then, because I just knew that she was the one for me. 
and yeah it came like quite a few months down the line I think it was and she's like I'm really concerned that you're still waiting like how can we get you in can we do this so she somehow squeezed me in and we started and uh, she's been a huge part of my journey and actually I and not so much this year because of COVID's kind of put a spanner in the works but I still catch up with her once a Mm. year and we just have a coffee and it's really really special to still have like a little check-in with her and so anyway fast forward two and a half years later of therapy and I came out the other end and that was sort of my early to mid-20s when I mean, I still, I still was working full-time as a physio in the hospital. I was still thriving. Like I was still a really highly functioning, actually I wouldn't say I was thriving. I was a really highly functioning mm. human. And um, again, not many people would have known what was really going on for me. Um, but that was transformative. It was huge. I, I had to do so much healing work and it was what I needed at the time. And I, yeah, I'm deeply, deeply grateful that I did that work, even though at the time I was like, why am I doing this? And why can't I just do normal stuff? And you know, go on and have fun like everyone else was. Um, mm-hmm. But she always used to say to me at the time, like, it's so good that you're doing this work now in your early 20s because you have the rest of your life ahead of you. And I was like, oh, yeah, no, but I like, no, I shouldn't, I shouldn't be doing this now or this is annoying or whatever. But, I was, but now I can see exactly what she meant. And I am so, so grateful that I did do it then because mm-hmm. life really started living on the other side of that. And yeah, I, I mean, that's what I'm, yeah, I'm doing more now of. And so anyway, back, back then I kind of got glimpses, like, I was like, this is really wonderful work. I really love these, these sessions. And towards the end, as I was doing so much healing and I was coming out the other end of that kind of little phase, I was like, maybe I want to do something like this. And I remember talking to her about it and I was like, I don't know if I want to be a therapist though, because it was, it's quite heavy at times. And I was like, Mm -hmm. I don't know if I can hold that for someone else. And I don't know if that's what I wanted to do, but there was something about that kind of work and the kind of conversations we were having and how transformative it was for me that I was really, really curious about it and, and was like, there's something in there for me or yeah, I'm aligning to it in some ways. Anyway, got out the other end and then I, I would say that I, I, yeah, I'd done lots of the healing work, but I was kind of still struggling in my current world. Like I still had this negative inner critic and this loud chitter chatter and negative mindset. I did, still didn't feel a whole lot of confidence and worthiness within myself. Like there was still a few missing puzzle pieces there. And mm-hmm. I was like, you know, how do I go after the things that I want? How do I stop holding myself back? Like I'd done the healing stuff, but there was still more for me. Mm-hmm. And so that's when I stumbled across coaching online and I'm not entirely sure how I found it or whatever. It just it found me, I guess. Yeah. Uh, and I just fell in love and it really was the missing puzzle piece for me mm-hmm. because it yeah, it was the like the exact tools and the how-to and the forward focus stuff that I really was searching for after I came out some of that deep mm-hmm. inner healing work with therapy. And so, yeah, I did little online programs with coaches. I started working with them one-to-one. I, you know, read all the personal, well, not all of them, a lot of personal development books, started meditating, doing all the things. And just, it was so, so wonderful for me. It really, really was. Mm-hmm. And yeah, that was then when I was like, okay, like, I think this is what I was meant to be doing. Like, this is my way of helping people. Um, mm. And I, I didn't mention in there, but prior to this, I was physioing, um, as most of you probably know. And so that was sort of my version of helping people at that point in my life. But then there came a time when there was 
one, a huge need for it, I thought, in the health system and, and healing and injury and, and wellness, but also because it had deeply transformed my life, I was like, I want to do this. Yeah. And there was so much stuff to, to move through within that, though, uh, to actually sign up to the Beautiful You Coaching Academy course where I trained mm-hmm. in 2018. Um, there was so much to get me there, but I'm, I'm so, so glad I did. So in 2017, I quit my physio job in the hospital, my stable income, packed up our house. Uh, I went to volunteer at a health retreat for six weeks in Australia. So challenging in many ways, but exactly what I needed. Mm. And then Brooke and I went to Europe and we traveled around Europe for four months and, and a bit of the UK as well. And that's when we created Brooklyn Flowers, which is our flower shop. And that's when I signed up to do the Beautiful You Coaching Academy course the following mm. year. And you know, when you're traveling, it's like you can be, you can be exactly who you are because there's no one knows you or knows the past you or, mm. you know, the old conditioning and all that kind of thing. And you're in these new environments, new people, and it, it really opens you up, I think, and, and shows you that there's like, there's no right way of living. Mm. And I think that was really important for me to learn, like the way that I'd been taught as a, as a young kid and the way that we do things in my family and my culture and New Zealand here Mm. is not necessarily how people do it overseas. And, and that was really cool for me. I think I needed to learn that and just meeting lots of really cool people and yeah, it was so good. Anyway, so long story short, we came home and then I, yeah, we started the flower shop and I started training and then sort of from there, it's just been this wonderful evolution of me and my business and my coaching. Mm. And yeah, here we are. Mm. Um, I just realized I haven't spoken to values along the way. That's totally okay. I feel <laughs> but like does that answer that question? Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. I feel like there was so many values of like ingrained in everything that you just shared. And what a yeah. freaking epic story. What an epic story. Thank you so much for sharing that. Oh, um, thank you. No right way of living. Like I wrote that down. I was like, that is like gold. There is absolutely no right way of living, right? Mm. And just how freaking courageous of you, like along that whole way to just continue leaning into courage the whole yeah. way. So mm, delicious. So having said all of that, having said all of that and sharing your story in that way, what is your big vision? What is your big vision? As in like, what do you know you're here to do? What do you know? What is your heart here to do? Oh, that gets me really excited. It's to help people change their lives, to create a ripple effect throughout the world so people can do their own version of their inner healing and their own Mm. inner work so that they can really start living their lives and, you know, really live into their potential, own their worth, their confidence, um, you know, all of those wonderful things that I support people with through my work so that they can, yeah, really start living lives that they love. And that then creates this other beautiful ripple effect, you know, people being unapologetically themselves, going after the things that they want to, creating their version of their soul work, whatever that might be for them. Like that's, yeah, that really, really excites me. And I think the vision for for me and and my business specifically is to create these beautiful in-person events. Mm. And uh, I don't know if you are a fan of Tony Robbins or of listen to any of his stuff or his work but I went to his um, Unleash the Power Within 
uh, live event in Sydney in 2019, I think it was, a couple of years ago. And oh my goodness, it was it was wild. It was insane. There was thousands and thousands and thousands of people in this massive stadium. And I don't know if you're a fan of Tony Robbins or not. I think he's quite polarizing. You're either you're either in it or not. <laughs> yeah. Um, and for me though, what I learned was, oh, I think oh, there's so many things, but the thing that I loved from that event was here was me, one person in a room of thousands and thousands of people, and yet I could feel his power, like mm-hmm. his certainty, his confidence, his belief his power, but yet bucket loads of love, like so much love. And I think sometimes he's portrayed as a very masculine kind of, uh, you know, do, do, do hard, hard and fast kind of thing. Um, And I know that's not necessarily for everyone, but what I felt was this, how that you can be both, like you Mm. can have this power within yourself, but yet so much love. And I was one person and yet I could feel it as if he was it was just you know you and you and I or him and I you know yeah. um and I was like if I want to like I really want to touch people's lives like I want them to feel that and I really hope that and I I know that my clients feel this when they're on calls with me but I want to do that in a in a bigger mm. way as well and change more people's lives in my own version my own yeah. version of that mm. I can totally like, I just had this vision of you like up on stage holding that space and just (laughs) sharing your wisdom and power in such a big and beautiful and expansive way. And oh, does it just give you chills thinking about that vision for yourself? Oh, it scares the shit out of me, but also like, like my heart is bursting like yeah oh my goodness and that's why I'm like I know that it's for me and I don't know how exactly and it feels scary to say that out loud in some ways but yeah it it absolutely is for me and I it's interesting actually another another story sorry I'm going this is gonna be a long podcast isn't it (laughs) there's no need to apologize in this space um it's funny because I've always wanted to be on stages and I, I like really want to be on stage. Um, and I know that is not for everyone, but it is for me. And I haven't really done a whole lot of it to be totally honest because I, I hid away and it was too scary and yeah. I didn't have all of those inner skills that I've got now back when. Um, but when I was really little, I was a little toddler and I don't, do you remember the aunties? They were like this music group kind of kids no. performance thing. I'm, I'm not even entirely sure myself, but anyway, they were cool when I was little yep. <laughs> back in the nineties and it. we went to this concert and I would have been under five, like maybe three or four. And we, my family were there and it was like a picnic thing. And there was lots of little families and, um, Mum was like, oh, where's Evie gone? And then next minute I was up on stage <laughs> with the aunties, like singing and dancing. I love and, that um, so much. <laughs> and I was like, I, I don't I don't remember that, obviously, but I've been told that many a times. And I was like, if I was doing that back then, like that's definitely yep. that's definitely my my thing, right? And I and it scares me now, but it's it's de- it is still definitely my thing. Um, oh, it's definitely your heart work. This is yeah. definitely your hard work. And so when you say it scares the shit out of you, so tell us some of the limiting beliefs. Tell us some of those limiting beliefs that come up for you when you think about that vision. Oh, okay. Real and raw. Yep, um, we're going there. 
who do you think you are? Mm. How are you going to hold space for that many people? And how are you going to, yeah, how are you going to do it? Who who would pay to come see you? Who would come spend time with you? Um, there's so many other people doing it, really successful coaches, entrepreneurs, people in the space doing it. Why you? Um, and and quite a few questions. And again, this is all inner critic stuff. Mm-hmm. But like how there's a lot of lot of the how to like how do I get there? How do I how do I grow it? How do I create this event or this experience? Um, yeah, some of those kind of the, the skills purely because I haven't done it before, right? Like I can see that. But yeah, those are my those are some of the fears. Those are some of the inner critic limiting beliefs or mm-hmm. thoughts. Oh, thank you for sharing those because obviously they're not the like the funnest thing to talk about, especially out loud. And so I appreciate you sharing that because I think it's so important to speak about it so people Mm. know they're not alone. Yeah. Because I feel like every, well, everybody has them, right? Every single person has them, whether like they're Tony Robbins, whether they're us, whether they're the people listening, like every single person has them. It's just a matter of, okay, well, are we going to continue to show up anyway and just do the work because we know we're here to do it yeah and so okay thinking well not so much thinking about those limiting beliefs but keeping keeping those in mind and keeping your heart work in mind what do you know to be true about you and the life that you're here to live why you why you are meant why are you meant to do this work because i am That's what I want to say. I am like, there's no question that this is my calling um, even. And that's what keeps me going, you know, and not keeps me going, but you know, when there's challenging moments in life and business and when I was taking the big scary leap away from physio and things like that, and even still now when I'm doing scary things within my business, Mm. that's still what I come, come back to. Like it is me. And um you said, what is this? What, what was the question? What is this life about? Or was it for, or why? What, what do you know to be true about? Yeah. What do I, the life yeah. That you're, yeah. That you're here I know with. it's, I know it's big and I know that there's, there's so much more. And this is like literally just a tiny little step in that direction. Just what I'm doing now. Like I know it's, it's mm. a lot bigger than what I've created already. Um, and I don't know how or exactly when or whatever it might, how it will look exactly, but there's definitely more to come like that big vision Mm. I was sharing and yeah what it's just I know and that's from so much work of of finding that thing and all of the inner work to allow me to get there because I didn't know for a long time I mean I thought it was physio and that was that was my stepping stone here that was my version of helping people in those early stages and I loved it and there was absolutely nothing wrong with it and so much love and respect for the profession Mm. um there was more. And then when you find that and you get glimpses of that and little nudges in the right direction, you can't ignore those. And they just kept coming back to me. I mean, I found beautiful you probably a year or two, even before I actually started training with them. (laughs) Yes, you do. Um, And, and that's because I had to kind of sort through it all. And um, yeah, you have to keep, it kept coming back to me though. I was like, I can't keep ignoring this. And I know that there's more. And I know that 
even though it's really scary and hard and I have no idea how I just have to keep going towards it. Mm. And I'm so glad that I did. So, so glad because yeah, I wouldn't be here. So Mm. I kind of just want to say in this, like if you're still finding your thing or you don't know what that thing is, but you know, there's more Mm. or you're getting tiny little glimpses of what it could be like, then keep following those breadcrumbs, keep following the nudges, the excitement, the joy, And it's absolutely possible for you, even though maybe society doesn't tell us that it is, or you have some limiting beliefs of your own, you can absolutely do it and just keep going until you find it. Yep. Oh, such good advice. And the power, as soon as you answer that question, it's like, because I am. (laughs) Why wouldn't I? (laughs) Why am I not here to do that? And isn't it interesting to like, like these limiting beliefs that come up, it's like, who am I to do this work? And then when you actually drop into your heart and drop into the into your self-trust, which you have so strongly, which you provided evidence just then when you shared your answer here is, of course I am. Like when you drop into your heart and you remind yourself of that, it's like, sweet, like I can do this. And it instantly just drops you out of your head and into your heart. Eh? Like just, yep, yeah. we're, we're, we're here, we're going. And absolutely just following, following those intuitive nudges. And as you said, you know, physio was definitely a part of your journey. And mm. it was, it might have been your big vision at the time. Yeah. And of course it is, right? And then you get you get given this next big vision, and then you get shown the next big vision, and you just keep following the other breadcrumbs, keep following the breadcrumbs, and all of a sudden you're like, oh wow, this feels really freaking true for me. Yeah. So I love that so much because I am, of course I am. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Thank you for reflecting that back. It's really nice to hear. You're so welcome. So when you think about yourself on the stage, like inspiring the shit out of these thousands of people, why is, why is that work important to you? Why do you see that being a part of your purpose and what you're here to do? Why is, why is it? Why is it important? And again, I want to say, because it is. Um, (laughs) It's so important. It's so freaking important. And how do I find the words for this? Because I've had moments where that's been life-changing for me. And when you experience that, it's like a little switch goes off. Like you're changed. You go out of those experience changed, Mm. Um, even in just small little ways, but powerful ways. Um, And again, it's a... I mean, I'll always do one-to-one coaching work for sure. I know that for sure. I I love, love, love one-to-one work where we can Mm. really deep dive on that one specific person in their world and, and, and support them. But in terms of on stages and with bigger groups of people, why is that important? Because I guess I can have greater impact, but regardless of me because actually this is not about me it's about them because they Mm -hmm. come together with other people in the same mission and you feel other people and you feel other people's energy and you have this shared experience together and you go away changed you do like I'm still in touch with like the person I sat next to who I had no idea who who they were Mm -hmm. in this in this particular event and there's been other moments like that um yeah, it, it really matters because it's like that ripple effect. It, it, it'll slowly start to change people's lives, even if they 
you know, just take one thing from that moment or one feeling or one shared experience or know that they're not alone or yeah, if we can just touch them in some way, then amazing. Hearing you speak that out, like when you're, uh, obviously you can't see either right now, <laughs> but when your eyes close and you just dropped into that answer, it's just like, yep, <laughs> that's why she's here. That's why she's here. That's, it was so beautiful to watch. And I just wanted to, to share that with you because oh, these people that are going to be in that space with you are going to be so lucky. And even Thank just you. the people that are working with you already, but yeah, with this big vision, oh, how delicious is that going to be? So freaking powerful. Oh, I've got, I'm like fizzing inside. It's really, really special. Thank you for ans- asking that question rather. I, um, it's really weird. I haven't spoken this out loud a whole lot. So it's really, really wonderful to be able to do this and yeah. Thank you for guiding me through that. You're so welcome. You're so welcome. And has it inspired you to like, just lean into it even more? Yes. <laughs> yes. I'm like, okay. Amazing. So what's like, your right. step? What's step one here? <laughs> I know. Thank you for coaching me through this. This is wonderful. I'm like, okay, so I'm moving house, but then once I've like settled, then I'm like, okay, next big, big mm. exciting thing. Yes. Yeah. Thank you so much. But like, I feel like you've like activated that in me again. And I'm like, pumped excited Mm, I'm here for all of that activation oh so juicy to witness and oh man I'm so glad your audience gets to listen to you um, speak that out as well because now you've got a shitload of accountability and they're like right (laughs) when's this event happening like I'm (laughs) down for this I like (laughs) now my inner critic's like oh shit what did I just do (laughs) oh hell no because that's when you drop back into your heart and you're like why am I meant to be doing this because I am of course I fucking am I know. I'm actually really interested to listen to this back actually eventually because, oh my goodness, that's like, I love that we've got like this, this record of, of yep. me saying this and speaking it out loud. How powerful and actually mm-hmm. wonderful for other people to go away and do this. Talk it through with your friends, your coach, write it out or even voice note. I think that's really powerful. Way. I'm a huge fan of yep. voice noting myself or um, a little bit like affirmations and things like that. But if mm-hmm. you can speak through that vision out loud, oh, yep powerful I am a huge advocate for voice notes as well especially when you can just like you can just riff to yourself and nobody needs to listen to it you don't even need to listen to it back if you don't want to but it's just such a powerful experience just to like express it and get it out of you just like like you know you just speaking it here you're like oh my gosh like I'm fizzing like I want (laughs) to I want to do this like I want to create this and so how freaking exciting and it's kind of like journaling as well like I know people have often done that just to kind of get clarity on something or like they're navigating a challenge or some conflict or whatever it might be and just like talking it out just just as they were journaling it out so so good love it we have all Um, these wonderful tools it's like we just need it's almost like I want to say almost coaching yourself through it but just like working through it processing it um or declaring it owning it verbalizing it yeah I'm going to have to get um, Ellie. So Ellie Swift is our mutual coach of Evie and I. <laughs> I'm definitely going to get um, Ellie to listen back to this. And she'll be like, right, I'm down for this. Let's go. Like, <laughs> we're getting you there. Yeah, I know. <laughs> so right? They're going to have extra accountability from your coach. <laughs> oh, like, oh, shit. I'm like a little little bit nervous, but actually I need that. I'm, I'm 
totally here for it as you can as you can hear there's loads of passion behind it so that's happening absolutely absolutely um so tell us what is your biggest lesson to date in terms of how to build a life that inspires you oh I, I don't know response. if I can choose. <laughs> it's a great, great question, but I'm like, what do I say? Because there's, I feel like there's not just one lesson. You can, can speak, you, s- you can speak to a few. You can definitely speak to a few. Can you say the question again? So what is your biggest lesson to date in terms of how to build a life that inspires you? I feel like if you want to live a life that inspires you, you've got to come home to yourself first and foremost, because otherwise you're just chasing mm. things or ticking boxes and, you know, conforming as, as you heard in my journey was early, early part of my life. So I feel like you, the biggest lesson here is, is like doing the inner work and creating space and time to reconnect with yourself and create a relationship with your intuition or your heart or your soul's voice, whatever you want to call it, learning how to dial down your inner critic or, you know, get out of your mind and and the chitter chatter and actually connect back inwards to your truth, Mm. because that's when you can hear your intuition. You can feel how it feels, what lights you up, what inspires you, what makes you feel alive, what's in alignment, all of those wonderful things. And that's when, yeah, I think, I think that's when life starts really living. Like I was saying, I think that's just opens you up to a whole new way of being that's never really fostered, I think, or, or taught a lot of the time and at least not in my experience. And, and I think as a very rough generalization there, but um, yeah, I think, I think that would be my biggest lesson is, is how to and encouraging fostering that in a relationship with yourself, that inner connection with your, your intuition and living from that place. Oof, that's a friggin' big lesson, eh? And such a powerful one. I couldn't agree more. That's probably mine as well. Yeah. And I think this, the conversation that we've had today revolves hugely around that because if you are connected to yourself, if you're coming home to yourself, if you're doing the work and you're actually trusting your intuition, you're going to connect back to yourself time and time again, even when those inner critic, all the limiting beliefs and all that kind of stuff turn, yeah. turn the volume up. Like, oh, who are you to do that? You can't do that. Like, nobody's going to pay f- to come to that. Yeah. And every single time, it's just coming back to yourself, coming home to yourself, and being like, oh, actually, no, I know. Like, I know, I absolutely know at my core level, at my soul level, that I'm here to do that work. Yes. Yes. And that's what drives you. Yeah. Every single time gets you. Yeah. Such, yeah. such a big and beautiful and juicy lesson was there any other lesson that you wanted to share I know you said there was a few there that yeah or just kind of elaborating Mm. on what you shared there's like that certainty within yourself that trust Mm. that knowing that deep belief in your worth and your worthiness like I think all of that beautiful inner work comes from one fostering that inner connection and then you know developing all of those wonderful skills and building them up and things like that um but yeah, certainty. Like I've got my own back and no matter what happens or life throws at me, I'll be okay. And if I keep listening to myself and choosing myself, mm. then I, I can't really go astray. Right. Yep. Choosing myself. Mm. Yes. hundred percent. And I think like just on the back of that, like I know for me personally, so a bit about my story is I'm similar to you in respect to like 
my big vision, when I say my big vision, like the, what I know my, my soul and my heart is here to do is be on stage in some respect, <clears throat> in some way. And so I had this vision when I was, before I even started looking into life coaching or anything like that. And I just remember I was like, I just got in a really toxic relationship and I was sitting on the lounge room floor of my house. And I just had this vision of me speaking in front of the, the like hundreds of women. And I'm like, what the fuck? Like, that is not going to happen. Absolutely not. Like no way in hell. And so I've, I have, as you know, huge stories about sharing my voice and using, you know, my voice to create change or whatever that looks like. Mm. And so at the time I was like, yep, no, we're just going to flag that one. And I, like, it's something that I come back to time and time again, because I know with huge certainty that that is my truth. And so if you can come back to that truth time and time again, mm. even when that fear comes up, you can just reroute and just be like, okay, cool. Like I can just take a baby step towards this and yeah. then another baby step and then another baby step. So it's just really just being so certain and whatever that truth is, regardless of what the fear is telling you, regardless of the limiting beliefs, all that kind of stuff. And mm. so mm, mm. huge and certainty and self-trust in yourself. Yeah. Uh, what's coming to me there, just adding another little bit is, our mind wants to keep us safe, keep us, you know, yeah. in our comfort zone, et cetera. It wants to know the the 10 step plan, et cetera, et cetera, the how to, which like I just shared, I don't know exactly the how to mm -hmm. plan, but I know that it's in the vision. Yeah. And it's almost like that whole idea of driving in the fog and you can't see way, way ahead. You can only see, see the one next step or the next, you know, a couple of meters in front of you. And so yeah. I think that analogy is just really nice to to remember that we can't know the whole plan and and the vision and um, the exact, sorry, we can know the big vision and we can know that yeah. sort of not the end goal, but you know, the, the bigger vision, but we don't know that the, the steps in between, and that's just part of the journey. And that's why we have to trust. And that's where you have to come back to faith. And, and also like, we can't muck up the plan is what I want to say. Like, mm -mm. I believe, you know, universe, source god whatever you want to call it the greater yep. powers that be i feel like there's this beautiful divine plan that's slotting everything into place quote unquote perfectly for our highest good mm -hmm. and we can't muck that up we're not we're not powerful enough to completely muck up that thing and so i think that also just takes the pressure off having to make the right decision or um you know have to know you know, the outcome or whatever it might be. And just know that if I'm following my heart, if I'm following my intuition and it feels really good, like it feels in alignment, it's like that expansive energy um, that feels right, then you've got to trust in that and know that it'll either be a lesson, a slight little detour that you had to take or whatever it might be, but you're going to get there in the end. And we just can't know the steps. We, we just can't know. No, absolutely. And something to remember is we're never alone in the process yes we're never alone in the process like you said our intuition will always guide us and we'll always like we're always supported by so many different aspects like in the physical world but also in the spiritual realm right yeah. and we'll always be shown when we need to be mm. like we'll always be shown when we need to be just like you're showing you know with your physio 
you were showing that yeah. and then you're showing life coaching and now you're showing this next vision and then soon you'll be showing another vision and you just keep it just keeps expanding like it gets to be expansive yeah it gets to be super expansive and I find it really funny because what was the quote that you shared at the start not the, <laughs> not the Marianne Williamson but the second one you want to reshare it yeah the universe is forever conspiring in my favor right yeah, it is absolutely. always conspiring in your favor yeah and so as every single time you trust yourself and you choose yourself the universe is always conspiring in your favor yeah every single time and be open to receiving guidance be open to receiving mm. the signs the love yep. whatever it might be um there's a yep. wonderful book the universe has your back gabby bernstein um that's also a wonderful book if you want to go have a little read about that mm. a little bit more. But like she talks about asking for a sign that you're on the right track or whatever it might be. And so that's a really wonderful way to do it. Yep. Um, or, you know, and I say being open to receiving and seeing the signs because I think they're always there. It's just that we don't always open our eyes to them. Yep. And when we start, but back to that earlier answer around the journey to an uh, inspiring life is connecting back into yourself and into your intuition. If you are living from that place, then you will be open to receiving those things and, yep. and hearing your inner guidance, but also the wonderful feedback and nudges yep. and all of the little things that the universe is also planting along the way as well. Yep, absolutely. And not to mention choosing to see them. Yeah. Like even like for me, for example, when I got that vision or that sign of me speaking on stage, like yeah. for a long time, I chose not to see it. Mm, because it's like oh no you know you're like I was allowing fear to lead lead the way and so it's just coming back to truth like even (laughs) the signs aren't always going to be signs that you necessarily think you want yeah yeah so it is just a matter of choosing (laughs) choosing the sign every single time instead of um, allowing fear fear to lead the way yeah absolutely Mm. so good um, okay, so another question from your audience. What does your work week look like? How do you get everything organized and planned? Ooh, nice practical question for you. Yes. Um, it's so funny. I would say that I'm a, an organized person, but I feel like I'm even less so now in my business, which seems wild. <laughs> yeah. um, but I think that's been my journey of coming into my intuition more and trusting and believing and and creating and that kind of thing and allowing things to flow whereas if you can imagine my physio brain physio me was very analytical very right wrong yeah follow step by step process etc etc um but yeah interesting hey so how do I plan how do I plan my days and my weeks every day looks a little bit different I generally have uh four days um, I'm assuming this is business related or is this also life it could be both Um, I I, I feel like it's a little bit of both because yeah especially working from home like it's so combined (laughs) yes yes (laughs) you're so right yes 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 that's a challenge yeah Um, bloody oath it is (laughs) I'm very grateful, a blessing, but also a challenge. Um, Okay, maybe I'll go through a day. So I'm generally an early riser. I love to exercise. It's my thing. I How early? Normally five o'clock. Oh, gosh. I'll wake up at five. (laughs) I'm one of those people. (laughs) But I also trained myself to be one of those people, I should add. Um, But that's also because... Um, my husband, Brooke is a florist. We have a flower shop and he has to wake up super early for the flower markets at least three days a week. So normally, you know, we're, we're up early. 
but I love that time of day. It's also really cool. In lockdown, I'm a little bit looser with my with my times, but yeah. um, in in normal life, I yeah, we'll get up early. Normally, I'm off to the gym for a class. I love group exercise and being around people. I'm an extrovert. That mm. energy is just oh, it's good. Um, then I'm normally home and I will be doing something for myself, either meditation, journaling, oracle cards, um, affirmations on the Think Up app, super, super powerful, something like that. It's not always all of them and it's not always first thing, but I'll do at least one of them every single day for myself. Oh, and gratitude journaling at the, in the evening. Amazing. Um, and then my work day in life, I, I generally schedule it. So I have about four days of, of calls, of coaching calls with clients. And then I normally have one day when I'm not on calls. Um, some of that's podcast interviews like today. Um, whoop, whoop. Yeah. And that's the episodes, baby. Yeah. Just throw that in there. <laughs> <laughs> and then, and then it's also like running the business and creating content and creating web, um, sorry, I said websites. I mean, podcast episodes and content and things like that. Um, forming relationships, connecting with people online, all of that juicy stuff. So every day is different. Um, always something for me, generally speaking, a good few client calls a day um, and then some some sort of admin-y stuff and podcasty stuff in yeah. between. Um, how I like to organize it though, um, Asana is amazing for project management. I have kind of fallen off, fallen off the bandwagon a little bit recently, but getting back on it. Um, and then a good old calendar is great. Um, yeah, what else? And then a good old diary sometimes. I think I also I also have a, a paper one as well, which I always have a couple of like key things that I want to get done for the day. Um, yeah. Does that answer your question? How do I? Yeah. Yeah. Yep, definitely. I think I just want to say, though, that I think that's actually been quite a challenge for me coming from a really structured work environment and being that that sort of a type personality and organized and structured and things like that. Um, and then coming to work from home, having a lot more flexibility with my time, which I loved and I was craving and I'm really grateful for, but also that there is a challenge around trying to create some structure and some boundaries and things like that with your work. And, and that has actually been, I, I say a challenge, it's a lesson, perhaps lots of things to grow through and learn and find my feet in this. I think I really struggled when I first left physio and went full-time in my business of how do I do it all? And, and my, am I always in work and, and how do I like end my day and all of those sorts of things. Um, but I feel like I'm coming a lot more into my flow, the more I do it and you kind of find your feet, but not having a set structure every single day was a challenge at the start. But then the beauty of that is that you get to create your own. Um, and then it's just finding what works for you. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And I thank you for your realness there because there's a huge perception that working from home is like the best thing ever. And I know when I went into it, like went into it, it's like, oh man, this is going to be great. But there are a huge amount of challenges that come with it. Yeah. And, you know, sometimes you do fall off the bandwagon and that's totally okay because you're human. <laughs> you're yeah. absolutely human and that's what we're here to do, right? It's just a matter of how we jump back on and just make shit happen. Yeah, so. absolutely. And the other challenge and just keeping it really real in business, especially in early stages, and in our types of business, you know, when when we're it, we, we are the business is 
how do I wear all of the hats and, oh. and go into all of the different energies that they each yep. require? Like coaching is such a different energy to say, like doing all of my admin or like invoices or, you know, kind of the financial side of things and then creating is even different again. Yep. And so that's also something to navigate, I think. Um, yeah, it's all just, all just learning, but I, I so agree. It's, I think it's um, like working from home sounds so luxurious and amazing and having that flexibility is, is huge. And it really is a, it is really special, but yeah, absolutely. Yeah, there's, a, there is also some, some things that I sometimes miss in terms of, of yeah, the old way of working that I used to when I was employed. Yeah. Yeah. Big time. You just a huge kind of self accountability. Yeah. Yeah. And it's sometimes it's just, it would be nice to just leave your house in the morning, go to work and come home. But then I think, oh yeah, no, I could never do that again. Yeah. <laughs> yes, yes. Could never do that again. So as much as working from home has its challenges, it, the, when you nail it. And when I say, when you nail it, when you get into your own sort of flow, when you get into your own sort of routine, it's like, yeah, this is, yeah, this is good. This is, yeah. my, this is what I want to do for sure. Yeah. Okay, so I'm conscious of time. So I do have a few more questions for you, just kind of quick fire. Um, what do you wish every woman could know? <gasps> that they're wildly worthy, worthy Oof. of everything, mm. anything, just as they are right now. Mm. I hope everyone felt that at their core, <laughs> because I did. Yeah, <laughs> especially when you said that with such certainty of like, oh, yum a huge lesson for me and yep. a part of my work. Yep. Definitely. What advice would your 10 year old self give you right now? Oh, my 10 year old self. Oh my goodness. I often ask the flip of this, mm. but I love this way. Uh, what would you tell me? I'm smiling. Cause I could just like see her and she's oh, like, cute. Oh, gorgeous. Gorgeous. Um, be, be more you than you ever have before is what she's telling me. And like, I can see her and she's like wearing quirky, cool things. And yeah. And, and she, I used to wear this. Um, it was a, like a bone necklace of a, of a dolphin. I loved dolphins. They're probably one of my favorite animals. And I had this necklace and I used to wear it all of the time. I really like wearing jewelry, just one or two things that I never, ever take off. And I just always yep. wear them. And I have a toe ring, FYI. Also love them. Some people think they're weird as, but I love them. I'm just picturing this this surfer Evie yeah. chick, like yeah. with their surfboard and her nose ring and the and the toe ring and all of it is great. Oh, I love it. Um, yeah. Anyway, I can just visualize her, and she was like, some like I remember my sisters even saying, "Why are you still wearing your dolphin necklace? Like weird." Da, da, da. Mm. Um, but it was me, and it was cool, and it was. Yeah. I loved it. And so why not? And that's what she wants to tell me now. It's like, just keep being you. And if you want to do it, do it. That like, is, don't, yeah. Don't listen to what other people say. That is so precious. And I wish, well, actually, I don't know if you're going to share this a recording as in um, being able to see us, but I wish everyone could, could have seen your face when you were describing that. Because there was just such a childlike manner in your face, like <laughs> yes. this awe of like, oh my gosh, like seeing this little Evie just with her little bone necklace. Oh, bloody gorgeous. And oh, so, so I good. I love her so much. 
Oh, love it. I love it. Okay. What book are you reading right now? Oh, um, oh, I kind of, this is, I was going to say this is naughty of me. This is so not naughty. That was my good girl conditioning there. Um, Absolutely. I often have uh, quite a few books on the go. Yep, I've, I'm got, like that too. I've got two. Uh, the Emotion Code. Nice. I can't remember exactly who it's by. Someone Bradley. I should. We can maybe link it in the show notes, actually, um, yep. which I'm learning about. Fascinating. Uh, and the other book that I've got on my bedside is The Alchemist. Um, and then I've packed away lots of my other books because yep. I'm about to move house. But that's that's my two at the moment. Yeah, I love The Alchemist, one of my faves. Yeah. Such a good one. Okay, and lucky last question. Lucky last. What brings you the most joy in your life? Oh, so many things. Um, you, you can you can say multiple <laughs> things here. Like, yeah. <laughs> good, good. <laughs> what brings me joy? I think the the thing that I like really like really lights me up is is on coaching calls when I see someone else start to see what I see to start to see the beauty that is them like mm. and yeah their power their worthiness their confidence all of those beautiful yeah. inner things like when they start to really feel that and when people's energy starts to change because that's when you know that their internal stuff is starting to change as well um so that brings me so much joy um my fair babies, little mm-hmm. little Finn or big Finn rather now, yep. <laughs> my, my dog. And um, I also have a cat, Bella. Um, so they bring me so much joy. Exercise always brings me so much joy. Um, not always, mostly, mostly always. Time in nature. Uh, and these kind of connections, these kind of conversations bring me so much joy. Like yep. really getting to know someone and talking about meaningful stuff and inspiring conversations mm. that's my answer oh, today it'll yeah. probably change all the time but those are definitely some core things that often bring me joy yeah I love that so much and the fact that you see you know this is what brings me joy today because to, it might change tomorrow mm. or like in 10 minutes and that's like the beauty of life right because we are always yeah. changing we are always changing and so I love that you mentioned that and I'm also really excited for you to listen to this back because that first thing that you shared in regards to what brings you joy is like seeing when people, when you witness people really land in their truth and their worthiness. Yeah. And I know when you listen to this back and hear yourself speaking in regards to your vision and you showing up in that big and expansive way, you're just going to be like, Ooh, chills, chills. <laughs> it's going to be freaking epic. Oh. going to be epic. Thank you so, so much. This has been so gorgeous. Thank you so much for just sharing your heart with us so beautifully and so vulnerably and answering some pretty big questions. (laughs) Um, I know your audience is just going to be like frothing hearing you speak in such an expansive way. And also in that really raw way in regards to your limiting beliefs and you know, mm. things that you struggle with because yeah, I, I don't think people hear enough of that. And I just, I know how grateful they'll be to just really hear that you actually experience human things as well. Yes. Mm. Yes. 
just another human. Yeah. Just <laughs> Absolutely. Another human. And us coaches still, uh, yeah, have limiting beliefs, have our inner critics, have stuff that we're working on, navigating, etc. cetera. Yeah. I'm, I'm human too. Absolutely. Um, oh, just thank you so, so much for this beautiful conversation. These are absolutely what light me up and get me, get me really excited. Thanks for activating that part of me again. Oh. And um, so welcome. gosh, those questions were gorgeous. And mm-hmm. Let's have more conversations like this, you and I, and also listeners have Um, more of these kind of conversations. So here for that. So, so here for that. Like those, yeah, those big juicy connections where you just leave and you're like feeling so freaking nourished and held and seen. Yeah. So important in life. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Thank you so much, Kylie. And for the listeners, go check out Carly. We'll link you all in the show notes. I know that you've got a little project coming. I can do. We, can we share? <laughs> <laughs> we absolutely can share that. I haven't I haven't actually shared it with my audience yet. Well, I've, I've shared little snippets. So I am launching my own podcast in the next month, The Embodied Lightworker. So <gasps> love the name. Thank you. First time I've actually shared that with in a space like this so <laughs> sneak peek guys <laughs> so um, exciting yeah you can come and hang with me over on instagram and you'll find all about that i'm at wilding feminine co and yeah just come and play obviously i love deep chats clearly <laughs> <laughs> <Yes>. clearly <laughs> but no so um oh. that'll be released in the next month or so so yeah super excited Oh, thank you. thank you for sharing that. Definitely go check it out. Kylie's incredible as you can hear. Mm, um, thank you. Thank you so, so much. I hope this has been inspiring, thought provoking, interesting, all of those juicy things um, and more. And I really, really do encourage you to go have more of these conversations with mm. your people, with your family, with your friends, with your loved ones, whoever it is. Mm. Gosh, if we could all have more like deep and meaningful, juicy conversations like this, how amazing would that be? Um, I mean, I thrive off them, sure, because I just love them and find them fascinating. But can you mm. imagine if we were asking some people, other people, these kind of questions and just opening them up to this whole new world or way of thinking or yep. getting them to to do some more self-inquiry? I mean, yep. that's the little ripple effect, right? <laughs> Absolutely. And I think it's when you were sharing that, something that dropped in, it's like, I know as Kiwis, we're so you know, when we meet somebody who's like, oh, you know, how are you? And it's just like that mediocre, you know, how are you? I'm good, whatever. Yeah. Don't really, we're not honest about it. And so maybe a question that you can start asking yourself, well, not so much asking yourself, well, yes to yourself, but also to the other person is how was, how was your heart today? How was your heart today? So then you can actually start encouraging these deeper um, conversations and connections with people just to Mm. really open it up in that way. So just a little invitation for those listening. How is your heart today? Love that question. Yes. Thank you for sharing that. Gorgeous. Mm. How are you really? I love it. Yeah, exactly. How are you actually? Yeah. <laughs> Tell me all the juiciness. <laughs> and you can feel that, right? I often say that with friends and family or even with clients, like, how are you as kind of like the standard first question perhaps but then I'm like that wait hold on yeah there's something in there <laughs> yeah absolutely like let's just circle back to that <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah but love that how's your yeah. heart today gorgeous gorgeous well maybe we should 
wrap it up there. I feel like we've been talking for a long, long time, but thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Definitely Mm -hmm. go check out Kylie and her podcast coming soon, all of Mm -hmm. her wonderful work and, and yeah. Thank you. Thank you for having me. It's been an absolute honor to interview you for your interview, you for your 50th episode, just celebrating you again and just loving you big. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Wasn't that epic? For all of the details and things we talked about in today's show, you can check them out in the show notes and that's over at evelynkelly.co.nz forward slash podcast. And if you can think of anyone who would really benefit from this episode, then please share it with them. And while you're there, I would be so grateful if you could leave me a five-star review in iTunes so that we can get this podcast out to even more humans and create a ripple effect throughout the world.